Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Mac Rollins, Zen Cop. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the support. This will be episode six of the Zen Cop podcast on Spotify. Lots of fun stuff in the works. I'm very excited for some of the upcoming episodes. And you can always check out some of the older episodes on YouTube, uh, which, as uh, I have stated previously many times, they will all eventually be over on Spotify. And I'll just sort of start to retro them, much like the episode you are listening to. Now, um, there's a lot going on in the, uh, in the world today, and there's lots to talk about. And one of the things I try to do whenever I pick a topic is to pick a topic that holds relevance to the present and also the future. And as we look to the future and also what the past has provided us for the future, there's a lot on the table right now. And I don't see a lot of it doing much good for cops and also for society. Um, the police reform efforts that began in the year 2020 just had its third birthday. I would argue that there is very little to be celebrated, though. We changed the game in regards to policing practices, technique, communication, application, tactics, and so forth. And we even went as far as banning certain practices that were uh, perfectly safe and effective, but because of one incident, um, society sort of made that technique a universal death warrant. We took funding from our local law enforcement agencies, and as a result, most of them lost their specialty units or teams that dealt with the worst of the worst on a on a regular basis and in some of the most violent cities in the nation. So what happens when you take the dog away from the flock? What happens when you make society as, as vulnerable as possible to criminal enterprise? And the answer is you're, you're witnessing it right now, today, every day, and now more than ever, I would say that, that criminal violence is on the rise. Random and very horrific uh, acts of violence are being carried out you know, night after night. Um, and some people don't understand how, how the monster works, how evil works. Uh, the monster will rely solely on opportunity and they will only come out when they know it is safe to do so. When they realize there is nothing to fear, they will walk among us and, and pretty much strike whenever opportunity prevents itself. And lately, I would say that opportunity is very, very frequent. Um, there is, however, something to consider, and that is the, the simple fact that, that nobody is ever born a monster. Yes, there are people who are born into this world uh, destined for evil, but those people are, are far and few between, but they, they do exist. And for purposes of the rabbit hole I'm about to go down, I'm not talking about serial killers or the like. I'm talking about those who are, who are born into a world of of criminal enterprise without a choice. The children who never stood a chance uh, simply because of who birthed them. There is no uh, no other innocence in the world than, than that of a child, in my opinion. And they have no preconceived notions, no biases, no prejudice, uh, and no concept of, of hatred or evil. They, they just have eyes, ears, a mouth, and a, a brain that is slowly starting to wrinkle. And I want to talk about children because they are the the tipping point for the future. They are the they are the future of of criminality, or they are the future of peace. And how we get from one to the other is a very slippery slope. So, how do we change the future? Well, if we were to talk about changing the future, we would start with 
the youth of today. And as of lately, I feel as if the margin for uh, criminal opportunity has been getting lower and lower in terms of age. And I encourage anyone to look at the statistical data collected for the last few years and pay close attention to the suspect's uh, date of birth. We are seeing a terrifying rise in heinous crimes being committed by by teenagers. And the term teenagers is applicable to uh, uh, both minority and adult, you know, 18 years or older. But the simple fact is that most of these kids are between, I would say, 16 to 20 on average. And that's absolutely alarming. The crimes themselves are also noteworthy, as many of them involve firearms. And before anyone decides to open their mouth about legislation, from every case I have studied for what I'm talking about right now, all firearms used were either stolen or otherwise illegally obtained. Um, and just a fun fact, a, a fully automatic uh, handgun, Glock specifically, takes more paperwork to buy than refinancing your home if your state even allows it. Yet they are being tossed around like candy in Detroit where they're absolutely illegal to own. So just something to think about before the, the gun grabbers start to open their mouths. But most kids in the scenario where, where life has presented them with a, a social disposition from birth, they will not see it as such. They will see it as normal. Um, they will see it as their way of life. Considering how little control they have, they cannot be blamed for the parents they got or the house in which they live. And I stress the word parent because of the simple fact that most of these kids getting arrested are still teenagers, minors by a large margin, not adults. Yet they are literally running and gunning as if they are under no supervision at all. And this begs the question of parenting or a lack thereof and how much that influences these children and their decision making. And I would argue a lot, if not all of it. Uh, change you're going against the current in that lifestyle can be very challenging. Um, after being a cop in the same area for many years, I've, I've gotten to know the the criminals as well as their families. And in some scenarios, it's it's just one bad apple. In others, it's it's the whole tree. Um, there are some families that are generationally and inherently uh, criminal by nature or design. And more times than not, their children will follow in their footsteps. And in those scenarios, seldom do we see uh, cycle breakers. And We've talked about cycle breakers a lot before. A cycle breaker is someone who is able to see the toxicity of a scenario or circumstance and remove themselves from it. However, when they do so, they are often met with uh, resistance or guilt from their family. They will hear words like, oh, you think you're better than us, or wow, look at you, you forgot where you came from. You know, the, the people who use those words, they, they're cowards and they are inherently lazy, but they aren't content with that way of life because they simply know no other or the other way of life is too hard to achieve. They are also jealous of the cycle breaker because they know deep down that they did the right thing. However, when these people are uh, parents, family or friends, those words may sting just enough to get you to drop your bag of good ideas at the curb and, and go back inside and continue living that life. So why the young age and why a life of, of crime and violence? And now more than ever, they are being told and taught by uh, the powers that be that cops are bad, crime is good, there are no rules, and you can take whatever you want. And think about it. This nation burned for nine months, and that was completely normalized by the media, by local and state government, and by society overall. Uh, cities and towns were destroyed. Dozens were killed in an effort to curb violence. 
have we lost our minds? We opened the floodgate and we let it happen. And I say we, because we are a society. We are the ones who allowed this pendulum to swing. Everyone was so caught up in the activity that they forgot about the cause. And all of these outreach groups and activists were so loud for so long. And my question for all of them is, where are you now? You see, the, the issues we are facing today as a result of the year 2020 does not fall on the backs of law enforcement entirely. If we consider the George Floyd incident and the concern that it created about policing in America, well, there should have been an even more overwhelming concern for society in general. And the reality is we can reform and change policing in America as much as we want, but if we don't change society along with it, there will be an uncontrollable wave of criminal behavior that will be impossible to fix. And that's exactly where we are right now. And the bottom line is the numbers don't lie. As a nation, crime is on the rise. Policing and quality applicants are down. And there are kids who would have been able to break the cycle, but now they won't. The sad part is one of those kids and one of those bad cops will cross paths someday. And the result, it will be potentially another atom bomb and society will once again have to deal with the fallout. The children are the future, plain and simple. If we fix the kids or at least try to, we have a shot at fixing the future. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, shorter one today, but please don't forget to like and subscribe. I'll be back next week. It'll be a good episode, a new one. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at the Zen Cop. All of the previous episodes are still available on YouTube uh, at the Zen Cop Podcast. And of course, for your reading pleasure, you can visit the blog at thezencop.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. And I will be back next week. Have a great week. Thank you.